Welcome to Thinking Into Success. I'm Dr. J.A. Jones, your spiritual coach, encourager, and friend. I'm here to help you find spiritual solutions to real problems. Each week, we deliver solutions to issues you're facing in life or someone you care about. Let's get started. I am so glad you're back with me today. Now, we're going to pick up where we left off the previous week. No matter what we go through, this is Dr. Jones, and thank you for tuning in to Thinking Into Success. I know over the past few weeks, I have covered so many different areas. I have answered a lot of questions as it relates to our society today, the COVID-19, the racial pandemic, and all of the other social issues that we're facing in life, directly or indirectly. Today, it's a pickup from the previous podcast where we address difficult childhood. What does my A score mean? Now, I hope you understand the A score by now. Now, this is part three, and we're going to continue to help you to understand that anyone can overcome adverse childhood experiences. We all go through that. I have an article from Mayo Clinic Health System, a particular study as it relates to adverse childhood experiences. Now, there are negative events in a child's life that can have lasting effects on health and well-being. The phrase came about during the CDC Kaiser Permanente Adverse Childhood Experiences Study. It was first published in 1998. It took, or actually it looked at how childhood trauma affects long-term health. In situations of prolonged childhood trauma, a child's brain and body will produce an overload of stress hormones that can harm the function and structure of the brain because children's brains are developing at a rapid pace. This can be partially harmful to them, changing how they will learn, respond to stress, and make decisions for the rest of their life. Now, I think that's serious. I don't know about you. That sounds serious to me. Childhood trauma can lead to the adult onset of chronic diseases, such as, and I've addressed many of these in the past, but here we go, just in case you're listening to this particular podcast for the first time as it relates to a difficult childhood, such as heart disease, depression, drug overdose, or drug abuse, violence, and being a victim of violence. Now, I've given you this, but let's go over it quickly. Some examples of ACEs include experiencing parental divorce or separation, having a family member who is incarcerated. Now, in the United States of America, we are the leading country in incarceration. The last count that I heard was about 2 million 
and something people are incarcerated. That's ludicrous. That's incredible. That's just crazy. Let's go forward. Living with a family member who is addicted to alcohol or other substances. Living with a family member who is depressed or has other mental illnesses. Experiencing physical or emotional neglect. Experiencing physical, emotional, and sexual abuse. Witnessing a mother being abused. These are just some of the examples of adverse childhood experiences. Now, they're definitely more common than you expect or think. Now, one study in Wisconsin, more than half of all adults have experienced one adverse childhood experience in their past. The more ACEs an individual has experienced, the higher their risk climbs for lasting health impacts. How do we combat ACEs? How do we deal with it? How do we overcome it? That's something that we all need to know because whether you know it or not, you are impacted by adverse childhood experiences directly or indirectly. Either way, it could be somebody in your family that has more than two or three aces or in your neighborhood. It could be a co-worker. It could be, obviously, somebody at the store while you're shopping. It could be somebody driving down the road alongside of you in the other lane. It could be somebody at the hospital, somebody in jail, somebody wherever. It could be one of your BFs or your BFF, best friend forever. You don't know what they've been through until they open up and share it with you. Now, how do we combat this? While ACE are related to health and behaviors later in life, they are not guaranteed of anything. The negative health effects of ACEs can be tempered when people have a strong support system and the skills to successfully cope with life challenges, without a doubt. This coping ability is called resilience. So when people have a good support system, mm -hmm, the skills to successfully cope with life's challenges, because we all will be challenged, it's called resilience. We need to be resilient in order to bounce back. You need to know you can be resilient, without a doubt. Now, here's some of the things I want to share with you as we go forward, as it relates to science and psychology and scripture in our world. Science is catching up with scripture. I just want you to know that. Scripture does not follow science. Science follows scripture. Scripture does not follow psychology, the study of the mind. Psychology follows scripture. There's an old proverb, Proverb 23 and 7. It tells us this, as a man thinks, so is he. That is what he or she 
will become. That's what I mean as a man thinks. That's what they're going to grow up and become. That's what they're going to live from their thought life. Because what we all think, we eventually feel something. And what we feel, we say it. And what we say, whether, it's Lee, whether it could be silently within ourselves or at times, we may say something to somebody else. We're eventually going to do it. And what you do over a period of time becomes a habit. And habits shapes your character. Your character is who you are from the inside out. Whether a person is looking at you or living with you or working with you, you are your character. Then your character takes you to your destiny, the end result or the outcome of how you live. More importantly, how you think. So that's why that old Proverbs, it's so true. All of Proverbs and all of Scripture is definitely true. Now, why is that? Scripture is evidence-based. It's clinically proven, personal, spiritual, and transformational. Scriptures in the Bible are time-tested. In other words, it works in you and for you when you work it. When you follow God's principles, it will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. Success in what area? I'm glad you asked that question. Success in every area of your life. Now, as I pause for a second, let's continue. There are multiple ways to build and strengthen a child's resilience. And help lessen the consequences of ACE or ACEs. Some of the things could be, I'm going to give you practicality and I'm going to give you scripture. Or science and scripture, psychology and scripture. Either way, scripture is in there for you to understand because scripture has the final say so. Period. Listen to this some of the ways that can build resilience, some of the ways that people can really understand how to be resilient from childhood and even. In adulthood, you can still be resilient despite of what has happened in the past. Caregiver knowledge and application of positive parenting skills. Now, that's one point I want to make clear. Now, here's the scripture that helps us to understand the knowledge that a caregiver has and the application of parents as they are positive. Proverbs chapter 22 tells us this in verse 6. Train up a child or train up children, however you want to look at it. And when they are old, and they will not depart from the truth or the training. So you train them up in the way they should go. What does this mean? 
you see, we point our children in the right direction in life. They won't get lost later when life gets hard. As a parent, a parent, a positive, a godly, a character-based parent must train their children up in the right way. How can you do that? Well, you got to pray for your child. You make sure that your child get the right nutrients they need. Feed them healthy meals. Hang out with them. Listen to them. Talk to them. Hug them. Caress them. Just understand your child and be with your children. There's so many parents today think that they can buy their children's love by giving them things. I'm pretty sure children want things, but they want you more than they want things. So you have to get others involved in rearing your children. You have to teach them faith and you have to live faith before them. In other words, teach them the word. Read the word to them. You're going to read something to them before they go to bed. I think you should. Why not open the Bible or open a children's Bible and read some Bible stories so they can get the foundation of the truth subconsciously, deep down in their heart. And that's going to lay a good foundation for years to come. You got to know that. You have to listen to them. You have to love children. But I do believe children need to be disciplined. Yes, I did say the D word, discipline. Some people get a belt. I'm not talking about abuse them, but discipline them. Sometimes you just need to show them the belt. Sometimes you just need to show them the switch or whatever. Now, my parents did not, <laughs> they didn't show it to me. They did it to me. They, they showed me the belt, then they used the belt on me. They told me to go get a switch, then they used the switch, you know, to whip me. They, you know, so they did not spare the rod. Now, they did not abuse me. Well, I thought they did, but really they didn't because they were disciplining me or disciplining me the way they thought I needed to be disciplined when I disobeyed them. Now, that's important for you to know that. Let's go forward. I can talk about that for a long time. Another point in helping children to build resilience within themselves is children's social and emotional health. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 4 tells us, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger or wrath by the way you treat them. Rather, bring them up with the discipline and instruction that comes from the Lord. Now that's Ephesians chapter 6. That is a life principle, but more importantly, it's a Bible principle. Mm-hmm. Isaiah chapter 54, verse 13 tells us, all your children will be taught by the Lord and great will be their peace. So children need social and emotional health. When it says fathers do not provoke your children to wrath, in other words, don't tell your children to do something that you're not doing. Don't set an example before your children as fathers. We'll, we'll talk about fathers just for a second. 
men, fathers, husbands, but literally fathers, don't tell your children, do as I say and not as I do. You should show them and you should demonstrate what you say before them. So you want them to do as you say and do as you do because children are a sponge. They soak up whatever they hear, see, and what you do. It's just a natural response. If you curse people out a lot before your children, eventually they're going to start cursing people out. If you yell at people, they're going to start yelling at people. If you yell at your spouse, if you yell at a neighbor, they're going to be looking at what you're doing from a distance and copy it. So if you don't want them to have bad behavior, watch your behavior. Okay, let's move forward. Another point is this. Close relationships with competent caregivers or other care, caring adults. Here's another example. Other caring adults. Their relationship in the community is vital to creating a healthy experience that would carry over to adulthood. For example, a coach, a teacher, an uncle, an aunt, definitely a grandparent, a trusted adult friend, people that can reach out to your children and care for them. Now, the old African proverb tells us it takes a village to raise a child. So true. But let me take it a step further. You have to know who's in your village before you expose your child to that village, to that community, to that association, to that group of people, to that daycare or day school. You have to know the people. So it's important to get to know your neighbors and, and know who's in your village. Could be at work, wherever it is, it's important to know that. Because there are bad people in good communities. Let's go forward. So you have to know that. Here's another example. For example, as I say this, I remember growing up in Pensacola, Florida. I remember playing Little League softball. And I had a coach that had confidence in me. But I did not have confidence in myself. So he put me in a game and he put me in an outfield. I love to play outfield in baseball or softball. I love it. So when I came to the bat on this particular day, actually I was a part of the boys club. You know, I think they call it today the boys and girls club. It, wow, I really give that great weight in my life because that helped steer me in the right direction when I had free time after school or on the weekends, being a part of the boys and girls club. Now, I went in a game when we came out from the outfield and came into the dugout. It was my time to bat. You don't know how nervous I was as a little league. And I've always wanted to do good because before that, I struck out a lot. I did. I struck out. I swung. I struck out. But on this particular day, the coach yelled and said, you can do it. You can, Tony, you can do this. You can hit the ball. So in my mind, 
he put the right words in my ear and my heart received it. So when I got up to bat and the pitcher, now we was now at that time we were playing a great team. We was not as good as a team we were playing, especially the pitcher that was on the mound getting ready to throw a fastball <laughs> my way. So I got up there, I'm shaking in my cleats, my knees almost knocking, and all of a sudden, strike one. Oh my goodness. So I had to take a deep breath. He kept yelling, hit the ball, you can do it. So I, I put a picture in my mind. I put a picture of, I'm going to hit this ball out toward the outfield. I'm gonna hit, I want to hit a home run. I kept saying that. I can do this. I can hit a home run. I can hit a home run. I can hit a home run. So the next pitch, guess what happened? No, I didn't hit a home run, but I swung so hard and I swung the ball, I swung the bat level and I just, you know, tilted up a little bit. I cracked that uh, baseball or I think it was, yeah, it was a baseball. I cracked it and it, I hit it with the bat right on the sweet spot. That ball went so high in the air, I definitely thought it was going over the fence in the center field. But it hit the fence, and I got a triple. I was so excited. I ran around those bases, and I slid into third base. But because of a coach that encouraged me, and he was a great coach, that helped me to build a relationship with another caregiving or another caregiver that helped me. Let's go forward. Communities that support health and development. We have to have that. We have to have concrete support for parents and families. You got to have that from parents and for parents because parents need sometimes good parenting. That there are a lot of parents that don't know how to parent. They are afraid to parent. Some parents are afraid of their children. So we do need support for parents. But in order for parents to instill resilience into children, here's a principle. In Deuteronomy chapter number six, verse six and seven, these commandments that I give you today are to be on your hearts, impress them on your children. Talk about them when you sit down at home and when you walk along the road, when you lie down and when you get up. When this is happening, it's a time to talk about life around the table and connect with each other. I know back in the day where things were discussed or what time of the week things were discussed were at the table when dinner was being served. When you were eating, you could ask your son or daughter, a parent could say, or, or a mother could say, how was your day? How are you doing? How is school? How is life? And the child could respond back. This is what's happening. But we don't do that today. And children need interaction. And obviously, a prayer would begin before the family would eat. As the food is put on the table, it was, it'll be time for prayer. So the father would lead the prayer or he would ask someone else to pray. 
We did that growing up. And at one point, we got away from it. And I think that's a great time for parents, even if you don't know how to pray, just go for it or ask somebody else to pray. Open up with a scripture. Help them to understand the true foundation is in life, which is God. Connect with your children. Help them to understand why it's important for them to have faith in God and to read the Bible every day. This builds resilience in children and it helps families come together and have a dialogue. Not just a monologue, but a dialogue. You talk, they talk. You talk, they listen. They talk, you listen. So it's all about really interacting with one another at a certain time of the day. And that will build resilience in your children, without a doubt. The next point is this, having a sense of purpose. In order to build resilience, children need purpose. They need guidance. They need to know their gifting. They need to know what they're good at, what they're not so good at. It's not that, it's not that they are bad at certain things, but they're still developing their life. They're developing their skills, their motor skills. And some children are very good at sports and some are very good at other things. They could be good at art. They could be good at drawing something or good at singing or, or playing the piano. They could be musically inclined. Either way, they, they should have an opportunity to try different things to see where they fit in. Now, here's the scripture. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior in Psalms 127, so are the children of one's youth. Wow. So we must understand a warrior, when that warrior shoots the arrow, it's aiming in a certain direction. So when we have children, we want to aim them in a certain direction uh, in life. Treat people how you want to be treated. Know that nobody is better than anybody else. Treat them or show them how important it is for them to speak up for themselves, that they are not superior to anyone or inferior to anyone else despite their color or despite their economic background or whatever they may accomplish in life. Here's another scripture in Psalms 112. It tells us his descendants will be mighty in the land. The generation of the upright will be blessed. Help children to have a sense of purpose and direction because God has a plan for their life and God's plan is good and not evil. Now, if you don't show that child what evil looks like, that child may turn and do evil things. So you got to help them to differentiate between good and evil. And we know they will eventually know that, but teach them early. And I guarantee you what you give them early, they will live later. Here's another one. Individual problem-solving skills and self-regulation abilities. You got to show children how to concentrate, how to stay focused, how to make right decisions. Know the ways and how they think in certain situations. I think that's important for them. To, I, I know it's important for them to get exercise. To, I know it's important for them to sleep well, to pray. 
Don't let them stay up all night on Sunday night and expect them to go to school early morning and pay attention in class. No, you have to show your children. And even now, children become an adult. Adult needs to have better problem-solving skills. They must know how to focus on a project. They must know how to concentrate so you can show them and teach them how to concentrate. If you don't know how to concentrate, it's tough to meditate. It's tough to stay focused. So, for example, throwing a dart. I had a dart board growing up. So if you throw a dart, you want to hit the bullseye. So you want to show them how to concentrate on the center of the bullseye. You have to be patient. You have to be steady and you have to be focused. A lot of times children lack concentration. It's not that they are ADHD or they got all of these diagnoses. They just excited because think about it in class. Students are either auditory. They're either kinesthetic. They're either visual. And a lot of times a student that's visual can struggle with lectures. They can struggle with auditory type lessons. So kinesthetic can be like group settings and hands-on and all of those things. So you got to show your children about themselves because as they learn about self, they will grow where they learn, but they're going to learn it from you or not. Parental resilience. Resilience is the quality. Here's the next one. Parental resilience. It is the quality of being able to adapt to stressful changes and bouncing back from hardships. Resilience is a response to tragedy, crisis, and other life-altering changes that allows us to move on despite the loss. Parents understand that their ability to bounce back from unexpected situations with their children is key to helping them to stay healthy from the inside out. Parents know as a Christian, if, if parents are a Christian, they can do all things through Christ that strengthens them. Here's another point, social connections. The scripture tells us, do not be deceived. Evil communications corrupt good habits. Parents know each child is different. They should know that. They share the importance of their children's having certain friends. It's important for their children to have certain friends or associates and the importance of recognizing the difference between a true friend and a true enemy. Because they're friends that become enemies. So parents should share the difference between the two. Now this would show them all people that come in their life may not be positive but negative. So the evil company they should discern when they let go no matter the cost. Okay, when they discern that the company is evil, that they're hanging around, they should let them go. Even though it may cost them something. It may cost them an opportunity to hang out with them later. It may cost them friendships. It's better to leave somebody alone that is hindering you rather than connect to them so you won't progress in life. It's also important to have 
community with each other. This will help create resilience. See, when you bring your children to community, I'm talking about a healthy community, it could make a difference. Even as an adult today, it's important to have community. Here's a scripture. Let us consider how to stir up one another to love and good works, not neglecting to meet together as the habit of some, but encouraging one another and all the more as you see the day drawing nigh. That's the book of Hebrews chapter number 10, verse 24 and 25. Here's another one. Love one another with brotherly affection. Outdo one another in showing honor. Romans chapter 12. Here's another one. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship to the breaking of bread and prayers. Acts chapter 2. My last one. Show hospitality to one another without grumbling. It's important for parents to rear their children or train their children in church to help them to know the importance of connecting with the right people and knowing the difference between wrong and right people. Sometimes it's through trial and error, but parents should set the example. I think parents should do that and follow scripture and eventually life will be better. There's so many different things that I could say today, but I'm going to stop this particular podcast at, at this time because it's important for you to know that children can be resilient despite of adverse childhood experiences. Adults can be resilient later on in life despite of their pain, their depression, their suicidal tendencies, their anger, their resentment, their abuses, their issues, divorce in their family, incarceration in their family. All of these issues can be resolved or a person can develop resilience when they understand the impact of scripture. Science has a part to play. Psychology has a part to play. But scripture, if you follow it, it will help you to be successful. And there are many successful programs. There are many evidence-based programs or services or ministries that can help you. I can help you. Obviously, I am an ace overcomers facilitator, a certified facilitator. I have been certified not just with this organization, but other organizations to help people overcome childhood difficulties because people have went through something. So there are 12-week courses. There are other type courses. If you need help, which I know you do, email me. Let me know. Call me. Find a way to get a hold of me and I am here to help you as an adult, as a parent, as a mother, a father. You could be a leader in the community. Whatever your relationship is, I can help you to get better. That's my goal and that is my purpose. I'm glad you tuned in. Have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to Thinking Into Success. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, share it with your friends, click the like and follow button, take a screenshot and share it on your social stories. I look forward to you being with us on the next episode. Until next time.